It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as well. It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. I did. I, I had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, going. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Hey guys, welcome back to the Off Artist Podcast, official podcast of Digital and Creative Media Works, where each week we take some for pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. My name is Ben. And this week, it's finally happened. We've reached the end of Reboot Month. It is the 31st oh, of May. Thank God. It's the end of the month of total we literally have reboots. We have not done a reboot, we and nor will we. We haven't touched a single actual reboot, you and we refuse to. You can't make me Fantastic and- Four. This week is no different. Is it pronounced Fanforstic? I never... That- Fanfortastic? That... That yeah, poster always no, it 100% is, yeah. is fan-fantastic. That fourth. stresses me out in my bones. It's like the, that's a reboot. Yeah, that's that a I reboot. I didn't see. I think reboots are just all bad, and I wanted to talk about good stuff. Yeah, so, you know, we talked about God of War at the start of the month, because boy, howdy, that's a great reboot. I thought Alien Covenant was going to be bad. Uh, Turned out being really, being kind of decent. It was all right. Yeah, I had a good time um, with that. We did kind of, the audio for that was fucked, so we apologize for that. Um, Someone, we weren't set up properly, and someone used a MacBook to record the audio, and it someone. did not go so well. Ben just pointed at me for the audio listener at home, <laughs> keeping score. Uh, but And we've almost finished the set. I need to finish putting up the panels on that side, but I ran out of time. There's a whole uh, set that still needs to be done. Yeah, I don't There's a whole set's worth of don't, set. Let's not go there. It's going to take me a long time. But hopefully I'm on holiday next week, so hopefully we'll get some of it done. That being said, this week, what are we talking about, Ben? We're talking about yeah, the reboot. Yeah, I don't reboot. think you even know. We're talking about the reboot of Metal Gear Solid Five, A Solid Snake. Phantom Pain. Manus. You got. You actually got the name of the game. I didn't think you would get is it. It, it, that was pretty, uh, it is the Phantom Pain. Yeah, the Phantom Pain. Yeah. And the only reason I know about this is because when it came out, I watched a lot of people that I like play it, and I went, they're having a great time, and I want to throw up, but I watched them play it because like, <laughs> they seem to be having a lot of fun. So this is another one where it's not a, it's not a reboot. Ben, what are you doing? This one's not a reboot. Look, hear me out. Yo, okay? were you expecting a reboot this month? Well, you're not going to get you one. Ain't getting, you ain't getting anything. Next month, we're going to be talking about the fight scenes and it's going to be romance novels every week. Oh, that'd be so good. Um, we've already done we might fight do that scenes, anyway. but yeah, we could do we've romance done fight scenes like twice, three times before. Uh, we, uh, we did fight we scenes. We had a whole month January. of it, and then yeah. we had like another episode of it or two. I would a love while to do. I would love to do a romance themed month, but like only the fights in romance themed. Oh, just things. the arguments. Yeah, that'd be great. The the, the verbal fights. Yeah, and the, the ones, verbal fight scenes. The, the breakup scenes, maybe. Yeah, that'd be really fun. And then the get together scenes is yeah. like the oh, okay. The sex. Well, bit. so we're we're not talking about any of that today. Today yeah. we're talking about Metal Solid Five: The Fan of Pain, which I've been playing a little bit. I've noticed you've been. You've, it's pop, it up pops up on the side. Oh, did, you, did you grab that one on sale? Or I got something? it. I got it on a sick, sick like 45 percent off have sale. you ever paid full price for it? absolutely not the, the of, only time i've received games like within a month of them being released which means full price is when, is when you have bought them pretty yeah. pretty pretty consistently the division um, was a good one i we had a great time with that i bought you the division i think that was no i bought that it was no like, i bought you the division i'm did pretty you? sure i did i you, you bought me fallout 4 i bought you the division for a christmas present oh right. did i buy you fallout no you did buy me fallout no you absolutely bought you 100 bought me fallout yeah. 4 Wait, yeah. did you buy me the division? No, I don't know. I think one I of us get one I, of us definitely bought the division for the other. I feel like yeah, I feel like I bought it for you because I wanted someone mm. to play with, and I was like, Ben is good at games. No, you definitely show me bought it me for me. Yeah, yeah, Fallout 4 but was it was like twenty bucks. Yeah, it was, like, it was special. Was awesome. That was why yeah. I bought it. Yeah. yeah, but that that's kind of our relationship with like games that are current. <laughs> is, is the I don't buy them. <laughs> so that's why we're talking about it now, and this is something that we've I've noticed on this podcast a lot is when we talk about recent stuff, we tend to talk about its impact on 
like the culture as it's happening and the impact right. like and its success in storytelling i've noticed that with all the stuff what we tend to focus on more is like our experience with it and that's where i'm more interested in like the kinds of stuff that we tend to talk about because it tends to be less like reactionary and more kind of yeah there's less it's it's not like 10 p.m and we've just seen mm. whatever marvel shout out that week and it's which I, like... I i think is fun but it for me it's like <laughs> That's part of the process, but what I really enjoy is when we've been playing a game for like it's like Darkest Dungeon when I played that for a year, <laughs> and I was like, "Let me tell you something." Right. Like to me, that and then I played it for like a month. <laughs> yeah, it's like a different kind of process, I think. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because it's quite an it's an older game, but yeah. you're quite new to it. So this the the reason why I wanted to do this in in Reboot Month, the month that is the month this, this month. month. Hello, May. Um, Hello, May. Is it's not it's not a story reboot, which is what sort of our previous things have been, been about. Yeah, they've been like narrative reboots. Yeah, or this, this is more, this is definitely more of like a gameplay reboot. So and I is... think most people in the, can agree with me on that. So it is a sequel. So it is, it is a direct sequel to the Metal Gear Solid franchise, uh-huh. which is, you know, there's like one through four, you know, it's, it's one of the really like old guard stealth games. So like there was Metal Gear, which was like really, really old and like quite archaic, mm-hmm. sort of just 2D stealth. Um, but, like, Metal Gear Solid on, like, the PS1 was, like, one of the big stealth games. And were you playing as Snake in that? <laughs> I'll get back to that. Oh, shit. I've, I've <laughs> so potentially opened a can of worms. The, the, yeah, you have. So, the Metal Gear games are, like, notorious for being, like, really story-heavy, having, like, really, really long cutscenes, which is 100% true, and being, like, immensely convoluted in its, in its plot. Yeah, because the Japanese... They're Japanese, and games. it's and it's Kojima, and he's just a living meme. He's off his nut, mate. <laughs> he's he's just been he's getting weirder and weirder. Mind. Yeah, and now he's with fucking Del Toro. It's just like oh, it's a match made in heaven. Now Hideo Kojima is the Metal Gear guy. Who's the Mario guy? Uh, fuck. Um, <laughs> must it's, not. It's not Sakurai. It's he's not the Miyazaki, Smash Bros. guy. Miyazaki is the Dark Souls guy. I just know this. There's it's a Mario a, guy. It's another M. Um, he's got a big smile. On Jesus his Christ! Face all the time. It's uh. It's not Mario. I know you want it to be, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> I feel really bad for not knowing this. I don't one. know. It's. I was only going to bring him up because this week I learned that um, he really fucked over Paper Mario, and that upset me. As a franchise, it's, he fuck. I'm surprised. I'm yeah. drawing blanks right now. This so many is people really yelling at their Yeah, people right are screaming. Uh, He's like one of the biggest. Uh, like, no. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm drawing blanks. I almost said Michio Kaku, the physicist. That's not right. Mm. Um, look, he's like, up let's there. Let's just let's just continue. They're up there, but oh, sorry. The only reason I brought that up is is this franchise has been around forever. It's the so, Metal Gear Solid has been around since like is that yeah, like from Metal Gear. Because you said the first one was called Metal Gear. Yeah, so it... Oh, okay. uh, I'm not going to get into that, because I don't actually understand okay, that tie. Focus but Metal Gear Solid. Its evolution. It's yeah. this, so it follows the story of... Kind of... It's, it's like multi-generational, but it generally follows the story of Snake. And mm-hmm. Snake is like a code name. So, like, there's like two different... Or two or three characters who you play as... Who can be Snake. Who are Snake. Who are known as Snake. Okay. Um, sort of in different iterations. I'm down with that. It's like James Bond. So it's like James Bond. That's fucking... I didn't know yeah. that. That's sick. Um, yeah. So, like, a rough overview is that, like, Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 are, like, they... Well, Metal Gear Solid 1, you're playing Solid Snake. The Solid Snake, the boy himself, Solid the man, Snake. The myth, he, the that's, legend. That's who you are. David Hayter, I think. No, it wasn't David Hayter by then. It was someone else. It does anyway, not matter. Solid Snake. Um, Metal Gear Solid 2, kind of also Solid Snake, kind of also not. gets weird at the second game it doesn't what are there clones um 
No, but you play as someone else, but the Solid Snake ah, from the first game is in the second goodness. one. Goodness, okay. So, like, that that's another character. Sure. So, Metal Gear Solid 3, yeah. you play as, is a prequel uh-huh. to Metal Gear Solid 1. Just super not sure if it's not recording to that mic. Let me triple double check. You keep going. Sure. So, Metal Gear Solid 3 comes before Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2, set in, like, the 70s or 80s, and you're playing as... Uh, it's not Solid Snake. It's like Liquid Snake, or I think Liquid Snake is his brother. I don't know. Look, it gets weird at this point. I just know when they happen. If we're being honest, Liquid Snake sounds like so, a dysentery problem. So, so Metal Gear Solid 3 is like, I think, canonically the first game. Yeah. But don't quote me on that. <laughs> what point so, are you trying to make? I'm very... What point Metal are you Gear, trying to make? So Metal Gear Solid 4, yeah. my understanding is like canonically the last Okay, so it's the end point. So it's the last one. And now What's Metal five? Gear Solid 5 is be- between 3 and 1. Okay. I want to say between 3 and 1. And I'm only basing that off another character who is in 3, in 5, and in 1 called Revolver Ocelot. And there's a very distinct age of like, he's young in 3, he's middle-aged in 5, and he's old as balls in 1. So from what I understand, 5 is where like Snake is kind of just over his peak. <laughs> He's just over the hill of his peak of performance. At least that snake. So he's so this the snake you play as the character in that you play as ends up being I, I'm pretty sure is the villain from in one, two, and four. He's known as Big Boss. Again, don't quote me on this. I my Metal Gear Fucking solid story knowledge. God. But just like that's the idea mm-hmm. of like this is okay. this convoluted. It's story. kind of a wild nightmare. It's, so it's what, insane. What's the gameplay? What's new about that? Like, cause for me, this was the game where people were like you got to play this, David. Mm. Like, people, like, and I don't like video games. Like, like we've right. talked about this so many yeah. times, but they were like, you have to play this. It's so interesting and awesome. And I watched people play it, and I went, I kind of want to buff. The way that he <laughs> runs makes my brain hurt. Oh, the, so, here's, yeah, so here's where, like, the, the reboot element comes in. So, like, the, like, one through four are very, sort of, standard stealth games. So, it's like... One is basically played from a top-down perspective. At least Mm -hmm. it's a 3D game, but it's mostly like top-down. And you're running around and it's all about like using gadgets and like just not being in line of sight of guards and like guard patterns. And like, you know, so to me, like the trifecta of modern stealth game is like you have Splinter Cell, which is like using shadows and like agility and movement to avoid like confrontation. There's like... There's Hitman, yep. which is, like, just blending in, yep. like, plain sight, disguises, social engineering. Yep. And then there's Metal Gear, which is, like, using gadgets, using just kind of, like, yeah, direct line of sight. I kind of equivocate that now to be, like, the Arkham franchise took that So, over. yeah, so pretty much most modern action games that have, like, stealth elements use the, the yeah. sort of Metal Gear formula. Even, like, Assassin's Creed is doing that now. Even, like, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, all these games that have, like, stealth, they're pretty much just, like, if you get spotted, everyone gets alerted, and In, they all yeah. know where you are, Rather and you've got to run away. As opposed to Splinter Cell, where if you get spotted... Whereas if you get spotted, you're, you're done. You, you just get you shot. Probably, you get shot, or the, the mission will just fail. It's more like the old Thief games, where... So I, I suppose then Thief is fairly is like pre Splinter Cell. Well, like the that's new sort yeah, of, the new Thief is very much the, the new Thief is like Far Dishonored, Cry, which yeah. is like Metal Gear. It's a curious Whereas the loop. old Thief was like Splinter Cell. That's wild. Well, came before Splinter Cell, as but well. it is crazy to think about like the way that that and then the Hitman's matriculation of those concepts. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, 
So it, it's more like, what did you say it was more like? More like the gadget, more like the Arkham games. Yeah, so it's like you have a lot of gadgets. You have, you don't, you're not really like relying on being a ninja. No, you've got like sleep darts and Yeah, you've got like and... tranquilizers and you can like, you wear camouflage to just like hide in bushes and shit. And you can make people into uh, go up with balloons? <laughs> so, <laughs> is that what happened? That is so, in video games? That is, <laughs> that's like specific to Metal Gear 5. Okay, because <laughs> I see that and I go, they go when he went up with video games. It's like, a, it's like an integral part of the game. Oh, so where are they going? So into the sky. Uh, so another sort of brief overview of like Metal Gear Solid One yeah. through Four. They're very story heavy because mm-hmm. again, I tried to explain it, and it's like there's stuff in those games that are just wild. I think like, you gave me a hernia explaining it, so yeah. I understand the complexity. The story is like very much an interesting mix of like sort of militaristic dogma because again, this is a Japanese game, so they're. It has an interesting message about war and nukes. Yeah. That's very unique to Japan. To Japan, because they um, had that bad Because they had that time. thing where it... Oh, you guys um, what America did. It was pretty bad. And there's also, like, a, there's a lot of weird, like, kind of, like, magical elements in it. Or, like, weird... Just weird kind shit. Of mis- is it, like, mysticism or, like, magic realism? It's, like, like you know, s- uh, like, mind control and, like, LSD experiments, so that kind of, more like... More like the interface stuff. Yeah, that. or, like, yeah, kind of similar, but more like if it worked and didn't just create vagina portals. Um, but so That's a deep cut, but go <laughs> so, ahead. So the levels in, like, the original Metal Gear games, they're fairly linear. It's like you, you know, it's sort of... You get from point A to point B, and it strings you along with cutscenes... And just generally, you know, like go and go inside this facility, and you need yeah, to do that's this. That's like missions. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So a lot of the original Metal Gear games, they don't have distinct missions. It's like it's just kind of a linear experience. Well, it's a, so it's like Hitman, because those games don't really have. So Hitman like, has levels, but Metal Gear is like you'll uh, you'll do something, and then you'll get a call from someone to be like, "All right, you've done this. Now we need you to do this." And there's no like distinct so, kind of like mission complete. It's just like you just keep doing oh, the next okay. thing. That's Okay, yeah. So it is fairly linear. More like Ninja Gaiden. I'm trying to find an equivocation <sighs> that I can understand. It's like Ratchet and Clank. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's like, hey, you did this But now. like one planet. Cool. No, yeah, yeah all right. Yeah, um, Yeah, so it's like, it's from that era. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. And it's most of, and while the games aren't like super open, there is like a bit of backtracking. So like the one, so preface, the games I've played the most of, Metal Gear Solid 1, a bit of 2, a bit more of 3. Mm-hmm. And then hardly any four, and now I've played a bunch of five. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of kind of middling in terms of Metal Gear. Yeah. Um, but there isn't too much backtracking in them. It's not like you don't tend to kind of like constantly go to the same area it's over and like, over. It's yeah, but it's like, like there the... may be a bit of like, oh, now you've gone to this part. Now exfiltrate and go to a different part. It's so not there's like that, a, uh, there's like, that element of backtracking. It's not an Arkham game where you have to... It's not an Arkham game where you have to like learn the map. Yeah. Because like... you'll, you'll go through, you'll do it, and then you'll leave. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um. So, Metal Gear Solid Five, and this is kind of where, like, the reboot comes in. Um, and we're talking about Phantom Pain, not Ground Zeroes, which was, like, the PT was, for this game. Yeah, which is like, I played. Yeah, so that was that was more like the like original Metal Gear. Yeah, and, like, that was, like, one mission. So that was kind of more like the original Metal Gear. I thought that was a cool Metal. idea. It was a good way to kind of, like, test the waters with the, the story as well. Also, like, to check that people were, like, cool with the mechanics. And also, like, to see whether people on PC would bother buying a Metal Gear game. Turns out, yes. Mm. Is the they turns out fucking absolutely fucking everyone because it ran in four K, <laughs> so everyone it's bought goddamn it. Metal Gear. Yeah. Um. So Metal Gear Solid Five, it's still fairly story heavy. 
Like, they still... They don't do, like, the, the hour-long cutscenes that they do in, like, the original games. They tend to give you a bit more player agency, or at least, like, pressing a stick. It's kind of like playing a Quantum Quantic Dreams game, where it's, like, you know, like a Heavy Rain. Oh, where sure. It's, like, you kind of just, like, minor interactions, but really you're just going through the motions of the story. Yeah. Like, there's, ele- there's, there's, like, segments like that, where it's just, like, you're not really playing, you're just kind of, like, observing. Oh, that makes and, sense, yeah. But, like, that that's how they deliver story now. Yeah. Um... But the big thing with Metal Gear Solid Five is that it's it's an open world game. You know, it's got an mm. open world, and you know you go into the Steam page for it, and mm. it's like the tags. It's like stealth open world. But you spend most of it on a, a, a battle cruiser ship situation. So I'm gonna I oh. so this is what I need to know about <laughs> as like from an like from an analysis perspective. Uh, <laughs> I need to know what the f- fuck is going on this game like rings to me of have you played dishonored 2 yes so dishonored 2 is basically the same as this game from what i understand you have a ship that you control that you can send to different places oh yeah yeah like that hub town in... no you think of the first dishonored am i thinking of the first dishonored, dishonored 2 you have a, a whaling ferry played. boat that you steal slash acquire and it takes you to different places in the world right. it's like your home world okay slash hub but it travels is that kind of what Metal Gear is doing here and there a little bit. Jeez, I'll get I'll get back to it. Okay. Um. Talk so to me like I'm an idiot. So the open world, <laughs> you're close. So the open world works in a way where it's it's Afghanistan. Welcome to the Middle East, and the year is fucking something. I don't Spoilers, know. Spoilers. This when was this game made? 2014. 15? When was it made? Yeah, around. 15, when did it come out? Yeah, 16. Oh, you shouldn't you shouldn't brown people. What a shocker! Every call. It's actually it's not it's not brown people. It's all Soviets. Oh. Okay, I mean, it's like a PMC, and they're all Soviets. Oh, that's awesome! Um, cool. So, well, not that you shoot. It's great. I love shooting Soviets. Just so there's diversity. Um, looking at your Call of Duty. Go ahead. <laughs> so the the flow of the game, and this is and like I put open world in quotation marks, and because this is where when it you gets, wrote it down. When I wrote it down. Okay. And it's because even though there is this large open world, the flow of the game is generally. You select a mission. It drops. You select like a drop location. You go in. You do the mission. And then you leave. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you can fuck around for a bit, do some side missions. Like, there are distinct side missions that you can do that okay. give you little bonuses. But it's like, you'll you'll look for one, and it's, like, on the other side of the map, and you can't get into your helicopter, make the helicopter take you there, and then drop you off. What do you mean? In this, so, in this context, the missions that you do are to, like... Is it like kill X Y Z person, or is it extract X Y Z person, or like? It'll be either, it'll be like one of those main missions. Yeah. So what are the side missions? Side like? missions are similar, but they just don't give you like as big rewards. They may give you like sort of stuff to do with your mother base, which is right. like your home instance. And how are they woven into the story? Are they just like while you're there, you could do? They're this? just like while you're there, like okay. one of our because you have an army. Mm-hmm. So this the the part of the story sorry? is part of the story is you're building like your own army. Your own private military, uh, uh, your only your own private army. Uh, Metal Gear is all about private armies, by the way. What? Like the whole Metal Gear series is about like private military companies just going at each other. Oh, okay. Because aren't there robots then... as well, also? <laughs> and Raiden's there. So <laughs> the big the big robot nuke launchers things uh, are Metal Gears, and they're the most they're the least important part of the of every. The of main any thing game. is the ideology of the main like private military. The, the name of the game is the least important part of the game. It's like Zelda. Okay, with you. <laughs> Zelda and fuck hates Link's story. And Metroid. You motherfucker. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, no one. If you ask a kid mm. now what a Metroid is, they'd be like, "Like know, it's the girl with the Samus gun." Is there. Yeah. You're like, "Come on, dog." Um, so the and the missions, the and the missions, 
the missions themselves mm-hmm. are really episodic. And I say that like literally to the point where it's like you select a mission and it'll say episode how it, however many missions you've done plus one. I kind of fuck with that. And then the name of the thing. Yeah. And then you'll... So when you select a mission, you go into your helicopter from Mother Base, which again is like your home instance. You're actually pretty spot on there. Um, and you fly in, you drop down and like... It's episodic to the point where there are opening credits, which tell you the type of enemies you're going to be what? meeting. It's like literally featuring Solid Snake, oh, Revolver Ocelot, the Soviet military, maybe like the name of the target that you're going in to kill. And then it's like written by the actual writer, directed by Hideo Kojima. Who's this game for? <laughs> I don't know. That's wild. It's weird. That's like saying, hey, hey guys any exciting stuff we're gonna cover it in the opening credits yeah that was what old films used to be they'd be like this person starring is this and you'd be like well now i know that ant-man is coming back like well, that it, yeah it well it's terrifying because there's there's some enemies that they get introduced sort of in the opening credits and you're just you'll get your heart just sinks you're just like oh fuck oh, that's interesting like, i don't want to deal with those people right now to be honest it'd be like if you walked into a dark souls level and on the screen flashed up like Featuring all of the enemies that are going to kill you instantly that you haven't worked out how to beat. And you're like, oh, this is Blight Town. Like, it's that kind of... It'd like, be like if you walk... Reaction. Well, because, like, it'd be like playing Dark Souls and you walk into a new area. And it's like... It's like... Yeah, it's like featuring and then just, like, the names of the enemies. And, and the then there's just is... that one that you, you haven't heard of before. You're like, what the fuck is that? Well, the there's last... that one that you hate. You're yeah. like, god fucking it's damn it. The end of every list is a dragon and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just... that kind of feeling yeah. where you're like... So do you okay? Do you think that detracts from the excitement? No, of... absolutely not. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's no, guess, you... guess be God. That's to me. That's fucking sick. So, and the the and even when you finish a mission, you get closing credits mm. where it's just like it's just like it's a it's a really quick run through of like the people who made the game. So that's again, it's like written wild. directed. Do like, they think produced. it's Sonic the Hedgehog? Like what? no. So I'm so, that that to, like as it's, a as it's a literally web... like a Netflix show. Like, oh, like where Metal Gear Solid one through okay. four are films. This is like ne- I'm into this is it. Netflix. No, okay, I'd love to play this. Are you saying just to clarify gameplay wise? You you have a character who you can kind of progressively upgrade to make better, and a home base yes. that you can progressively upgrade. But but the stories that you play are episodic, such that I could sit down of an evening and be like, I'm gonna hit one episode of Metal Gear Solid five yeah. and Do play for like an hour and a bit. And it, and because the the so. The open world elements of this game mm-hmm. are so, like, non-important and, it's, like, non... I don't want to say non-engaging, but they're not engaging. That you can just go and play mission. If you just play all the missions, you, you get the full experience of the game. So it's similar to the way that you approach a Telltale game, where when the episode comes out, you isolate four Ex- hours. Except all the episodes are front-loaded. You just have to... Man. You have to, like, they unlock after you... This game sounds like, great. That's such a good idea for gameplay. I love the idea of, like, being able to segment that stuff into, like, silos so that you know... Because, one of you know, God of War is amazing, and you can play it with no cuts. Yeah. But the problem with that is there's no cuts, you, so you never know when playing. to stop. There's no... Yeah. So, one of the cool things about this is it sounds like is I could pick this up for, like, this is, like, my perfect game. Play an hour <laughs> in a break between work. Yeah. And then mission. come back. Yeah that, yeah, that sounds awesome. So, and Such even... Concept. I love that, yeah. And even though there is this big open world, it's... You're kind of encouraged... And sometimes just straight up forced to leave. To get back in your helicopter and go back to Mother Base. Right, okay. Sometimes for story reasons, because they want you to actually go the fuck back home. Because Do they nail the urgency thing that so many games struggle with? 
like you know when you're playing like, playing like a GTA game and you're in the open. We talked about this before, but like right. you're in the open world and someone's like, "Oh my god, X Y Z's been kidnapped. They're gonna die." And oh. then you spend ten hours. Yeah, they literally just pull you around. back. Like That's you'll really you'll smart. finish a mission and you'll and there will sort of be like the end mission thing with the credits and you'll get like a call from like the person being like, good job doing this, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll be like, oh, you should come back to to mother base. You should come back home. You've been out for a month. You've been out for like a week. If you've done like three missions in a row and like the the game is like, you need to come back. It'll just like no option. You get fucking. That's kind of cool. And then you, and then you go back to Mother Base, you have a cutscene. Are you in charge of Mother Base or are you just working? So you So it's an interesting thing where like it's it is your like base. You are sort of like the leader of the army, but you sort of have like you, you delegate everything. No, but I mean insofar as like who's pulling you back? Uh the person pulling you back is like Revolver Ocelot, who is like your dad. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Not actually your dad, but like he's no, like but- a daddy figure that's like come on boy yeah he's like he's like your wife actually more like it he's just like he's just like come back home snake we all miss you the more that you explain this game the more i kind of want to play it like you you might actually like it i so i i (laughs) because it sounds really good so compared to like if you compare it to other sort of open world games like far cry or like with something that's completely different something like mortal are we talking Okay, so there's. So if you I, think I, about like, you can have a more game that isn't a sandbox game. So a sandbox game is like Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, yeah. where it's a sandbox because you can do stuff in it, and it's an open world. Whereas like Grand Theft Auto is an open world, open world game that isn't a sandbox. No, yeah, you like you do. Like, more do you know mission. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, there's yeah. So it's so this in general, this game is more on the side of like GTA. Okay, I but fuck e- with that. Yeah. But even then, like it, I'm, I'm it that. really kind of like. It tries really hard to present itself like it's Far Cry, and I find that really funny. Was that just a marketing decision at the time? Do you think? I don't think it's marketing because it's in the game. Like they like for the first few missions, Benjamin. That is, you get you on, get though. lines where like the guy who the the person that you're on comms with will be like, you know, you'll the first mission is really funny. You get you get dropped in and the mission area because each mission has an area, so they kind of segment off a corner of the map and like that's where the mission is. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first mission area is, like, it's really big. It's, like, across, like, half the entire map. And you're, like, wow, look at this crazy open world. And it's, like, there's all these different outposts that you can go hit. And there's, like, the one main mission, which is, like, you got to go in and extract this guy. we got to save him. And so, like, it fucking fooled me because I spent, like, an hour, like, going to all these different outposts and being, like, oh, you know, like, because it, it teaches you to go to one of the outposts oh, okay. and collect, like, stuff like intel and shit and you're yeah. like oh i gotta use this so i gotta go to all these outposts to get more intel and it's like you start going around you realize there's fucking nothing here so it's like all right i guess i'll just go it's like oh maybe i've got it all i'll go do the main mission so you go and you you infiltrate yeah. and you get like you get the guy and you exfiltrate and you come out and you're like man it was so cool and engaging because it was all my own decision i chose to go in this way through these outposts and it's like you finish the mission you go to the second one and it's like it like the zone is like the size of just the location you drop in and it's just like go in and kill this guy and get out and you're like, like no uh, outposts and he's like no just go in and kill this guy interesting and it, it does this weird thing where like you know there's literally a line where the guy's like you can go in you can solve this problem however you want but it's like you're still just gonna be stealthy trank a bunch of guys yeah, walk in do the mission not get spotted and leave it's like when, like, when like you... it's not like far cry where it's like you have the option of going guns blazing but it's like far cry is no fun when you do that though 
Like no, that's the yeah. like that's like when you play Dishonored. The best part of that is if you, if you do the guns blazing thing, you get gunned down. Like yeah. you get killed immediately because it's not fun. The fun thing is the tension of will I get spotted? Will this go badly? And so you know how you mentioned and this is I'm bringing this back. You know how you mentioned at the start of the episode where when you watched gameplay of this game, you wanted to throw up it, because of the way he moves. It, may, it deeply upset me. Yes because of the way he moves and because of all the actions you can do you physically cannot run and gun and do well uh, like it, it really so cool. makes you like sit down and think for a bit and kind of like consider your options that's kind of one of like that's one of the best parts of video games is when you actually choose yeah how it's gonna go and like on top of that there's an interesting thing with like the systems in this game mm-hmm. where so there's sort of the the general stealth stealth system of like you know light there's a bit of like camouflage stuff in there from like Metal Gear Solid 3 um like noise and like line of sight like that's like the stealth yeah it's pretty standard stuff but kind of on top of that or i guess adjacent to it or part of it i don't really know there's all these weird systems that aren't I call it, like, selective systems, where, like, if you think of something like Zelda, Mm -hmm. which is, like, really, like, deeply entrenched systems, where there's, like, there's all these different intertwining things that, like, you know, you've got, like, rain and, like, fire and all your different abilities and, like, weapons and throwing things in. Mm -hmm. Like, there's all these crazy things that you can, like, combine to make ridiculous contraptions and shit. Metal Gear Solid 5 and pretty much all the Metal Gear games, but this one in particular because of the quote-unquote open world, um, they they have a lot of, like, mechanics, but they're not really, like, like fully fleshed out systems that have interactions. Huh. So, like, I mentioned okay. this a while back in a previous episode, but in Metal Gear Solid 1, one of the main ways of getting around the facilities, you, get a, you put yourself in a cardboard box get in the truck. and you get in the truck and they ship you. Like, that, and, like, that makes sense, kind of, like, mechanically real world kind of way where it's just like they ship you because you're a box in this game they've kind of like dialed that up to 11 i think the funniest example i've seen is so your little like iphone thing that you carry around they call it an idroid which i think is just fucking funny um it it can play music that's really good though and so you can pick up cassette tapes and you can listen to them like you know like you would in any fucking video game it's like audio logs um except they actually play like in the real world Oh, so it's like you can't just listen to audio tapes in the middle when of a mission because it's playing on the speaker and people will be like, what is that? And so that's like, oh, that's kind of funny. It's like you can't listen to audio logs. You can listen to them like at Mother Base and on the plane, like during your downtime. That's when you're meant to. But, but you it's like, kind of okay. use them to distract people. So, <laughs> like, there we yeah. go. So, and this is like one of the only like intertwining systems in the game. Pretty much most of the systems may have like one or two kind of like cross sort of like interactions with another system and this is like my favorite one so sort of early in the game you get introduced to like hiding in like dumpsters where it's like you find a dumpster you can open it up and hide inside it's makes sense depressing. it's a stealth game yeah, it's a um, yep. and you also find like portaloos so it's like you can hide inside a portaloo um one of the portaloos you come across there's a cassette up there's a cassette in front of it and you're like mm, what is this okay you pick it up and it's like it's called like noises from the toilet and you're like what the fuck and of course you don't play during the mission because you'd alert people. So you play it on the plane and you play it and it's just the sound of a guy having like wicked diarrhea on the toilet. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Like, and you think it's a joke. Like from the surface, it's like, oh, that's really dumb. But it has a use. <laughs> okay. 
So if you're like hiding in a toilet, guards can be like, I need to take a whiz. And they'll like go to the toilet and they may spot you. So if you start playing the audio... They leave it alone. They leave it alone because they're like, oh, it's being used. That is tight <laughs> as hell. And it's, and it's the kind of thing where you would only use it once, like, ever. That's you would ne- like it's shit. It's not a main system, but... That's 100%, so cool. Like, there's a, there's a guarantee that, like, you'll come up... Because I think the first toilet that you ever see, like, the cassette will be there. So it's not that like you can miss the cassette. That's such attention to So detail. if you're ever just yeah. like, shit, I need to, like... Shit. I need to, like, hide. Like, oh, there's a toilet. You'd be like, oh, there's a cassette. Pick it up. Hide in the toilet. And you'd be like... If you then... If you sort of knew that, like... Or if you kind of figured out, it's like, what if I make toilet noises? Or if you saw a guard that was about to, like, come up and use the bathroom, you're like, toilet noises! It's like, it would only happen once. And the fact that it works is, like, such an attention to detail. And there's, there's, like... There's so many things that are like that where it's, like, you know, kind of... Like, all these weird, like, interacting mechanics that they so kind of just like, like sprinkle in the opposite of zelda where it's like the there's, there's a very there's very little mechanics but they all yeah. interact together like and Z- zelda we talked about this when we did our episode on zelda but zelda's strength is you think that you've tricked the game when mm. you combine several things together but, but like the game hun- is they, they're 100 new yeah this is the opposite, this where, is the opposite like, where the game like is like did you get lucky and pick the thing that we programmed you did it's like You're did welcome. you did you have a th- did you think and realize i wonder if this works because it does yeah and the answer <laughs> is the poop noises work it's yeah it's the the answer to like in zelda where it's just like oh i wonder if i can do this and it's like you could, you could. but it's probably finicky as hell also real hard there's probably like a glitch in the physics engine and you're probably not actually meant to be able to do it but like oh cool you figured out a cool thing i, I think someone's... whereas like metal gear solid it's just like i wonder if i can do this it's like yes they thought of it it works fantastically well once <laughs> and then you get an achievement for doing it nice. like <laughs> see i like that i like that um th- this is something that i liked about the first dishonor not the second one the first dishonor did a really good job of being like here's a bunch of rules and a bunch of mechanics and they're not always going to work the way you think they will but if you learn the world, you're going to have really great opportunities to actually use that. Yeah. So, like, if you're in a, a scenario where someone's doing archery practice, for instance, or there's there's one where there's a guy, they're doing, like, duels. Like, the, the guy challenges someone to a duel, and you can take his place and shoot the target Oh yeah. in the duel. Or you can watch the duel freeze time and then remove both of their bullets, and they program for that. So when you do that, they're like, what the fuck? And everyone freaks out. They're like, what the fuck? It's like, everyone like loses their mind. <laughs> That's not like that. No one, pl- and then he runs away and you can kill him. But like, no yeah. one plans for that. But if you do it, it works. But it's a very specific use case. I feel like this is a game where like, you could try some buck wild <laughs> shit and it would sometimes work if the game developers thought of it. <laughs> well, like, I mean? even just like small stuff where you, you have a horse that you can ride and like, you can, you can stealth on the horse where your character will like, kind of will like side saddle where they'll like ride the side of the horse and so if you're riding like on the left side of the road and you're on the left and they're on the right they just see the horse and you can just walk your horse past guards it's just like Um, lots of stuff like that which is just sprinkled throughout the game why doesn't assassin's creed do that i don't know that's the best it's a really cool idea i've ever heard mechanic although to be fair most people in these days they'd be like what's a fucking horse doing yeah Whereas, like, in Egypt, middle of, they'd, yeah, be like, of they'd be like, it's a horse. It's like, yeah. And, like, you know, if it, it's got the dumb, like, binoculars thing where it's just, like, you can track people you through tag walls people and shit. shit. Yeah. But you can tag animals. You can tag a mouse, and then the mouse runs around the corner. And if it run, if it's, like, if it suddenly runs back, it's, like, there's a guy around the corner. That because is that's the a mouse would run around I've the corner and say, heard. oh, it's a human, then run away. That is the coolest, like... And, like, if you trank so someone... Cool. 
and like everyone gets alerted and someone sees the guy you've tranked, they'll come over and like wake them up. Dude. And it's like there's so many things in this game that are like That's it's wild. It's like a it's a breadth of systems rather than like a depth. That and I feel so like if they tried to kind of emulate like a Far Cry style open world, it, it would just get messy. You'd be like, there's lose everywhere and you there's just poop noises going all, yeah, it's just, all day. It's four out four. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a it's trying to do both and not nailing either. But because because it's again, it's really not an overworld game. No. <laughs> because it's got these distinct missions, they're able to kind of like, you know, put things where they should be to be interesting. That and it's yeah. and it's and you get to use you know, you get to be smart in different ways in each mission. And like you can just go through play it normally just using the stealth. But it's like every now and then you'll you'll kind of do something that's like that was really clever. It's it's the accidental version of the deliberate Assassin's Creed like set up assassinations. Yeah. Like it, it's 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 that, but it's organic. Mm. And that's what I think Assassin's Creed is desperate for. They are chomping at the bit for like you know, in in Assassin's Creed Unity, you can do that papal assassination they showed off in the demo. Yeah. Where you get the guy into the confession booth and you knife him through the wall. That's a yeah. cool setup, but everyone knows it's, it's like, going to happen. Everyone knows it. Because there's a mission the, prompt to do it. And that's the one time where it works. Yeah. Whereas in, in, like, this game, it sounds like what you're actually looking at is if you're paying enough attention, those kind of opportunities like happen cool, all the time. There's a cool stuff a lot of the time. And that, to me, that shows that the people making the game know what that game is. Yeah. They're not trying to do... So, like, Zelda isn't trying to do the breadth. They're going for the depth. Yeah. This game is breadth, and I think a lot of people will criticize video games for not having depth. They'll say, well, the systems are quite simple. They're quite, you know, they're quite... Yeah, it's like level. the, the poop like, toilet thing's really basic. It's just like... But it's really it, rewarding. A guard won't open the thing you're hiding in. And that's it's a, it's yeah. cool as fuck. Because you have it's, to think of. You have to, there's, this, there's this whole body of things that you could do, and you have to select the two things that give you the correct outcome. And, as opposed to, right. like, the the five things you have, and you have to kind of rock, paper, scissors the correct... Th- it, it's in the, the right way. Yeah. yeah. And they both have totally different systems and totally different appeals. <laughs> And they're both equally as valuable, and that's why I think, like personally, this isn't like a like a grand statement of video games, <laughs> but I just think that like sometimes there is a tendency in video game discourse and dialogue to talk about things that are popular and working, and then it, and then assume that if it's not doing that, it's not. Well, that's like doing those that's things. like a big part about this game and why I I've been kind of cheeky calling this even the gameplay reboot because. Gotcha. Even though, it, you know, you look at the Steam page and it's like the second tag is open world and it's like none of the other games you would consider even remotely being open world. It's like they're, they're action stealth games. They're mm-hmm. not open world, but it's like they managed to like just because they have had a big map and because you can technically roam around it when you're not doing a mission that makes it open world. And people get this idea in their head of like, you know, the Far Cries and the Skyrims, but it's like they it really is just like it's just metal gear solid so like it's, is, it's it's more of the same but it's packaged in such a way where it's like it feels really organic so w- rather than open world could we replace a tag with like connected ideas or like um open like or, like because it's about I think the what idea it, of- i think what it is 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 really all the open world does is every now and then you'll come back to a location that you'd been to previously and you'd be like oh i re- i recognize this place but, but from what but not s- in the same way where zelda where it's just like i know exactly where i well, am because i've been yeah. here 20 times well that's what i'm saying like i think the value in this is not that it's an open world but that it's a world that exists <clears throat> you know separate from you but that when you go into that world, you were learning things as you go that can... Like the the tape, for instance, but yeah. the poop sounds. <laughs> so it sounds like anything I'd say today. Um, Like that, that to me is saying like, 
it's not an open world, but it's a persistent world that you're actually going to like be able to reuse elements. Yeah, of. and they and they and they sort of they use that as part of the story as well. Like you have you have like an intel team. So once you when you sort of get more of a sort of army behind you, you can get an intel team, and they all it does is means that on your map you get like notifications of like oh there's enemies in this area or like oh this is like a a route that a truck is going yeah but like how they explain it is that like when you're not out doing missions or even when you are out doing missions outside of the mission area your intel team all these guys who are on your side are off doing little espionage missions and figuring out little tidbits of information and sending it to you which of course isn't what's actually happening the game is just like there's enemies here because you have leveled up the requisite yeah. requirements to get that notification. But they're able, because they have this open world yeah, and because, yeah. because it's just like, this is Afghanistan. This stuff happening all the time. You can drop in and do a mission, then leave and then drop in again and you can do side missions. It's just like, because you as the player can technically do that, even though it's not the most fun thing to do because really just doing the missions is the best bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, you may not be doing that, but y- your buddies are and they're, they're giving yeah, you the guts. Cool. I like that. And it's like, it's almost like Kojima was just like, it's like, oh, I want it that when you're building this army, they go off and do things for you. It's just like, but how do we explain that in the story? And then he, and then everyone's just like, hmm, maybe we could do this, do this. He's like, I've got it. We're going to make it an open world. And everyone's like, what? Yeah, they went, sorry? <laughs> They're like, what do you mean an open world? Like that changes the game completely. He's like, no, it doesn't. No, not if we, not if we cheapskate it. It's fine. It's just like, it doesn't change the game at all. It just means there's a, there's a big map yeah, you can we walk just around. Have, you guys it doesn't mean ride- it's not a cinematic yeah. Metal Gear game. He should write more code. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's going to make the big ass map. Exactly. I, I love that. I love this, this, the, this, the way that you've explained it to me <laughs> has conveyed the value of this as a system and a game. And I think like, okay, again, like this is why I love doing this show specifically is what I've come away with is I went like, I don't know anything about Metal and Gear. If, if nothing, an appreciation for like what they managed to do going from Metal Gear 4, which literally had a, like, a 14-minute cutscene, just smack bang in the middle of the game, to this, which is, like, it's really engaging, like, you know, people don't call this the cutscene game. Yeah. They call it Metal Gear Solid 5, the open world one. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it like, from which what I've really learned... really better for marketing. <laughs> it's great for marketing. It's great but marketing. It, it sounds like a game that, like, takes itself seriously enough to execute on the concepts that it presents and that's something but also that, like, takes itself not seriously at all it's, and both it's of those things ridiculous. are great like yeah. i love that I, lo- I love like the poop sounds but also like i love the balance <laughs> of all that stuff i think that when a game nails it and it sounds like this one does you can tell and that's why yeah. when, when i was like i liked watching people play it because they were having a great time it's definitely the kind of you game know? where like watching it is fun because it's not like this singular experience that like the very linear kind of like original metal gear games yeah. are like, because it's so open and, like, you know, you can technically walk, you you know, you can infiltrate a, a location any number of ways because it's just a kind of an open area. Like, a lot of the time, like, the missions are, like, in villages and stuff, not, yeah. like, facilities. So it's, like, you can go in by any direction, but it's, like, you're still stealthing. You're still being a stealth boy. You're yeah, you're still going through the process. engaging with, like, the best part of the game. And that, to me, if the game is encouraging you to do the best bit, that's kind oh, of what it's all about. It. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I've got nothing else to add. I just think this game sounds no, great. Now that, that that is all my notes. Yeah, I, I love the way that you've explained it, and I think that <laughs> it it demonstrates again, like 
Sometimes what you need to reinvent is not the core concept, we, but the execution. Are we yes, yes, yes now? I'm super yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Reply All. Um, I like that you've started listening to it. I love that. I have started uh, again. Converted yeah. Ben. Speaking of which, recommendations for this week. Reply All. Fucking listen to it. It's the I, um, greatest podcast on the internet. I, I went, I binged, because I, I stopped listening to them for a bit. I went and just binged everything that so I'd missed. I, um, today I listened to their one about the uh, the process, the, their, their sports, sports, sports one. Oh, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They talk about the NBL, the process. Yeah. And that, to me, like, because I, I always understand the, the yes, yes, no ones because I'm a meme boy. You're I understand the memes. Boy. But, like, I don't know fuck about NBA. So that one was really engaging because I was like, I actually had oh, no idea what it was about. I'm the opposite. I Every yes, yes, no. Uh, so for those who don't know, yes, yes, no is a segment on Reply All where they're, the, they the guy, who, memes to each the guy who owns the company goes to the people on the podcast and he says... I don't understand me this meme. memes. Explain it to me. Yeah. And they do. And it's great for me because I don't understand any memes. But, but for like for me, I love it because I, I understand the memes and I find it funny. I don't because I don't get them. Yeah. I, I'm in the same boat as Alex Goldman. for the sports one, I, I don't give a fuck about sports. Yeah, but like, it's good. those stories, man, they're engaging. Reply All is a great podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's by Gimlet Media. If you're not listening to it, you should. Uh, it's I think it's one of the best podcasts. Easily. They're very Easy. good. It's so good. Um, My only recommendation this week is I have been playing Minecraft on my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Um, <laughs> David, what year is it? It's taken over my life. Um, I love. Well, here's the thing. I I love a bit of Minecraft. <laughs> you love yourself a little bit of the little bit of the diamond mining. And I and it's it it it's that do kind you, of do do you attack the creepers with your diamond sword? No, I'm still on iron. It's been a <laughs> slow week. Um, I really like Minecraft, and I've had a good time, and I've built some fun things. It's on the Twitch. <laughs> I've literally it's, done nothing else. It's really so embarrassing. Weird. It's, it's so weird. Because, okay, I gave up Minecraft when I turned 20. Yeah. <laughs> but this the ripe week, old age of 20. This week has been very stressful, and Minecraft has been quite the catharsis, because it's like, yeah. I'm kind of done with it. I've done all the things I want to do. Like, I'm pretty much finished with it. But I quite enjoyed going back and experiencing the same kind of catharsis. I mean, you used, I mean, not to dwell on the topic, but you used to be in on Minecraft. You were deep in like yeah. the 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 it's multiplayer the modding man. the youtubers you were that was like yeah that was, that was a long time that ago. was unfortunate it's been a minute but yeah. like i i've just been enjoying going back to that and revisiting like an experience that i enjoyed but um i've been listening to a lot of podcasts because like minecraft is like a lot of process yeah. work um so i've i don't know if i've recommended this on the show but the habitat which is a podcast by gimlet media same people yeah. um and it's the team of people that pretended to be on mars for a year and it's the audio from that, and a, and Lynn, who is the greatest journalist in the world, explaining what's happening as they relay the audio. Right. So you go through the the twelve months of people being in a dome, not going outside, because the simulation. Oh is yeah, that that experiment. Yeah, yeah. It's in a desert near a volcano. You were like pretending to be on Mars. I was like, but they just kind of like no, 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 no. Noises. Like they can't go outside. It was the if they go outside, yeah. they die. Yeah. They have like a twenty minute delay on internet. Yeah. Like it's incredible, and it is. One of the most fascinating things you can ever... Because no one's ever done it before. Yeah. And it is the most fascinating thing I've ever listened to. It's called The Habitat. It's on Gimlet Media. Give it a listen. It's incredible. And they swear in it, which I love. Oh, cool. They say fucking shit. And I I like that. I like that podcast. Um, Also, my book is coming out next week. Yeah, there's a book. It has a cover now. It's not just a black slate. We're still test printing. Fucking 2001. I don't like this print, but we're still working on it. Um... Coming out soon. It's links got the logo on it, the DCM Works logo. Yeah, I thought links, that was a nice touch. Yeah, links for that soon. Um, unless you can't see that. You probably can't see that. Um, 
But yeah, that's coming out soon. Uh, but otherwise, where can people find us if they want to? Uh, Facebook. Uh, DCM Works Social. Yeah, YouTube. YouTube.com slash DCM Works. Twitter. At DCM underscore works. I feel like I did this in the wrong order. Mm. Patreon. I don't know. I feel no, like you it... nailed it. No? Patreon.com slash DCM Works. Uh, there's a post going up tomorrow. I don't know when it's scheduled. There's a post. So uh, if you're a Patreon. And then there's going to be another post and then a fence between the two. And that's how we built the fence around. What? I couldn't. I was trying the to think of a gag. I, know, I, I, couldn't, like, I was trying to like do like a gag about content. I couldn't do anything. That's how we box in our content. I'm so tired. Um, I'm yeah. Let's do the Patreon. Uh, three- <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> so uh, if you subscribe for three dollars a month, you get access to over fifty six episodes of exclusive content. Our Patreon only podcast, Open to Suggestion, where we do all kinds of things like personality quizzes. Aaron, my editor for my book, we talk about art and writing and stuff that we love uh we have our, our audiobook series interface where we, ben reads me a horrifying creepy story from reddit uh we have our road to infinity war where you can listen to us listen to listen to and watch every single marvel film with our eyes and our ears <laughs> it hurts our brain and our everything else you can do that but it really helps us out and you actually get a lot of uh exclusive content and, and you uh, get our love our undying everlasting forever present love let's not go too far you get the, the rewards from the patreon <laughs> yeah those uh, things <laughs> yeah you can do that uh it starts at three dollars a month uh and that's all i've got but if you want to follow us individually i'm at dcmi hey pie i'm at literal citrus and we will see you guys next week what if- it was probably a song that reminded me of it or i done an arnold schwarzenegger voice writing is definitely an isolating from an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as well. Makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. Did I? That had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. 